Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones. Today's guest is Allison London Brown. She's the CEO and co-founder of Luminel and co-creator of the device, which is an advanced endoscopic system with a camera and biopsy tool that allows physicians to perform gynecological gynecological procedures in their offices more safely and more efficiently. With Luminel, women and their doctors can identify problems sooner and get a prompt diagnosis of cancerous tissues without hospitalizations. Allison has over 20 years of diverse medical device consumer and pharmaceutical experience in healthcare, and she has launched over 90 products and services throughout her career. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you. Uh, It sounds like not me when you say that out loud. And (laughs) for your listeners, I am not 83, but it always sounds like it. So well, it's a g- great list of accomplishments. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because as women, sometimes we forget to go back and really reflect some of the achievements we have in our lives and go and 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 really go, my goodness, I've really done all of that. Like yeah. we should really be proud of ourselves more often, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think that's what they always say is that women, um, if we uh, brag or we share what we've accomplished, then it's a turnoff, but men can do it all the time. I don't know that's right. true, but you know, I don't want to hear men do it either. So <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we can do it from a place that comes from just honesty and yeah. just really showcasing what we do because women, we do have to speak up for ourselves a lot sure. more than men do. Um, or at least we feel we do, whether or not it's the reality of it. Um, so let me talk a little bit about what you do. As you know, I struggled with the word just saying gynecological. And, um, <laughs> you know, that kind of just talks about like, that whole subject in general is always like a touchy subject. And it's uh, tough conversations to have with women, just yeah. in day to day, you know, uh, when you talk about having to go for your exams, and it's always men dominated, you know, who are the doctors, and they sure. can't really relate. And so th- there's a whole you know, I think I maybe subconsciously pronounced it. <laughs> Gynecological. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those trick, trick words that you have to learn how to say. Right. So, so let's talk a little bit about it. Let's get into your why, you know, why did you start this company and um, you know, what are some great things that you're achieving through Luminal? Yeah. So, oh, that's a really interesting question. So I've been in women's health, I think most of my career, um, and just really have a passion for improving the lives of women. Um, you know, it's 2023 and unfortunately we are still doing some really barbaric things. Uh, um, even though we've learned so much, um, and, you know, for us, so our real focus now is, uh, on early diagnosis of uterine cancer. And um, again, I've been in this industry for a long time. And the more I study, the more upsetting it is 
Um, and so for your listeners, you know, here are the scary facts that I always, I want them to know, which is uterine cancer is the fourth leading type of cancer. It's the sixth leading cause of death. Um, if you're African-American, you have a 90% mortality rate. Uh, and if you're Hispanic, you have six times greater, uh, mortality rate. Um, my mother, we believe died of uterine cancer, but they're not sure because it was a long time ago. And so they didn't, you know, type it. Um, but I think, you know, part of the challenge that we've seen is that doctors are approaching this with techniques that have been around since the eighties and we're not, they are not going in and actually doing a full, you know, diagnosis and evaluation, which is the gold standard. So that's why we're doing this. But I think the real the real reason we even came up with this insight was um it was a mission from god so we are i always feel like the blues brothers and i'm like i'm on a mission <laughs> from god and but it's true it's true I, I i feel like he's given us this amazing opportunity and so we're going after it i love it and you know i say that a lot so now i'm really intrigued um, why do you think it's a mission from God? What what drew what draws you to that? What what draws you to say, you know, that that that's where it's coming from? Yeah, I think it's because again, you know, I've been in this industry for forever, and this is such a simple idea, which is basically we're using our scope, and we've um, attached a, a small sampling device to it, so a physician can look and see the inside of your uterus. They can assess what's going on. They can take a sample. It's not painful. Um, you don't need anesthesia. We actually just did some of our first few cases and, you know, out of a score of 10 women, we're having a two. Uh, I can tell you having an IUD taken out is like a seven. So this is, um, anyway, it's not comfortable, but uh, it's not, it's not painful. And so I just feel like this, it's such a, again, such a simple insight. Um, why did it take me 25 years to get to it? I don't know. Other than I think God just gave us this opportunity and the technology and the people. And, you know, I just don't feel like there's coincidences. And so th that's, you know, really, um, and, and he's just brought us so th through so many ups and downs. I, uh, I just, I thank him. So there you go. That's great. You know, I do believe, uh, you know, I, I don't try to preach when I do my coaching, you know, what, what faith someone has, but I do sure. think, I do think that it's important that we have faith because faith is, you know, I spent many years without faith because I had lost my faith due to, you know, childhood abuses and stuff. And I, you know, it wasn't until I gained it back that I really found my strength to be able yeah. to continue to move forward and realize that he was always there with me. Um, so exactly. I really do believe that having that faith is, is so strong, you know, what, what your, whatever your beliefs are is to, is to use that and hang on to it and, and trust it. And um, I just think it's really important. Um, so what would you say to someone who maybe doesn't have faith um, to that, that you can guide them towards it? Yeah, I, you know, I think I can just tell you all the ways in my life that he's shown up. Um, 
I mean, I was raised in the church, but it was kind of like, you know, you're, it was just a thing you did. But I, I don't mean it to say it that way. I mean, I, I believe, but I had that childlike faith. Um, and not until the last few years have I really taken it seriously. Um, and I just, I don't know how you make it through the ups and downs of life with without that. And it's not just knowing that, you know, God has given us everything and that he's the creator and that, you know, all these amazing blessings that we have. And I'm, you know, I'm a daughter of, of God, you know, like, I mean, that's just like amazing. I'm a princess, right? We, we, we talk about that, but it's the, um, it's the friendships that you build with people when it's grounded in that foundation. That is just so much more meaningful. Um, I mean, my team and I pray together. So I'm very fortunate because I do have people on my team that are Christians and, um, and, and people who are not, and they still want prayer because it, they, they know that somebody is listening and, and that they're being cared for. So I don't know. I, ladies, if you don't have, you know, a strong sisterhood that's grounded in that faith, go find one because it's, it's super meaningful. That's great. I, I like how you bring, brought it to your business as well. A lot of people are fearful of doing that, right? Or they, they keep it very separate, but you, you fully integrated you, who you are and embodied who you are in your business as well. Absolutely. Um, it's, you know, for me, it's very hard to separate those things. And in fact, we're doing um, a sermon series right now at church about bringing, you know, how do you marry the sacred and the secular? And I think it's something I've always struggled with. Um, but I've just found a way now just to be bold in all things I do. And honestly, I think, you know, without, without, Christ in my life, I probably would be an arrogant bitch. <laughs> I mean, I would just be, <laughs> some people may think I am, I don't know, but I, I just think it really is humbling. It is, uh, it's just, um, it just makes you a different person. That's great. Uh, so let's talk about what other values, you know, you talk about bringing faith into your business. What yeah. other values that you embody that you are, that's really important to you to make sure that you instill those within your business as well? Yeah. People talk about the DNA of a business. Um, you know, in the old days we talked about the brand, right? What is your brand? What is your personality? Right. The old, the old marketer in me. Uh, but I think the DNA is a good way to say it, especially when you're in life sciences, because um, you know, in some ways I'm kind of like, you know, I've birthed this business. I'm, you know, I'm its mother or however you want to say it. It's kind of creepy, but, um, I think, you know, the values we look at are honesty, integrity, and people say that, but we, I feel like we really mean it. Um, that whole idea of, you know, don't, you know, I'd rather under promise and over deliver, if you're going to do something, do it. I don't want to have to come back and ask you. Um, so just kind of this accountability and ownership. So like everyone in the company should feel like, and they they are, they all have a stake in this, a literal stake. You know, they all have equity. And so everybody should feel like they have an ownership responsibility, fiduciary, you know, physical, all of those things. Um 
And, and I don't know if that's any different than any other startup. I mean, you have to be that way. Um, I do think our team is full of a group of people that don't take no for an answer. Like, I don't mind a no every once in a while because it helps. It's a challenge to get to the yes. So um, there's that perseverance and kind of stubbornness, maybe that's <laughs> a, a part of it. So, yeah. I love that. So, so tell me a little bit about, so you're running this company. Um, you, you, you've got your, your business family, right. That yes. you have to take care of, right. You yep. have to take care of the employees. You got to make sure they're paid, that they're happy, yep. that they're motivated, that they're delivering results. Right. Um, and continuing to grow and looking in the future for the business and sure. as well as themselves. And then you have the personal life, right? You have, yeah. you have to maintain all of that. And then you have your church family and all of your responsibilities. Sounds like you do a lot in the church as well. So do you have free time or is it considered it's just all encompassed in who you are? Like, what do you do for, like, do you have yeah. balanced time? Do you overwork yourselves as, as many of us do? Uh, I do try to have balance. Um, this is one of those do what I say, not what I do kind of things probably. Um, but I'm always thinking about the business. That's the problem. You know, I'm always, I'm always thinking about how do we make it better and how do we, you know, right now we're in the midst of fundraising, which is, you know, as a startup, you're always raising money. Um, this has been the hardest year I've ever had. And I've raised a lot of money for startups over my life. And, um, it's awful. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people talk about, um, you know, where it's worse for women or it's worse for this, or it's worse for that. It's just bad. It's just bad for everybody right now. So, you know, unfortunately that means I'm consumed quite a bit with emails and phone calls and trying to reach out to people on a regular basis. But I will say I, every single day, I try to do at least an hour workout and that's my time. I also get up very early um, most days and spend time meditating and praying and writing. Um, if you are not a believer, you know, I still think starting your morning in a sense of gratitude, you know, just thank you. Um, and reflection and preparing for the day. Uh, my husband um, really tries to make me shut off the computer, usually at like seven, if not earlier. Because um, he's like, well, so, so he can get you to turn off the computer. Can he get you to turn off? In no, mindset, no, right? Yeah, absolutely not. So, uh, that's, that's always difficult. Um, and I try to read before I go to bed. So, you know, I think I try to take little breaks, mind breaks, um, where I'm not inundated with the brain working a mile a minute. Um, so I think we have to do that. You know, I, we don't have children. I've got friends who have, you know, like five and six kids and they've got a full-time job and they're doing all these things. And I'm like, you really don't have time. Uh, so you got it. I think you just have to take a break some, like, even if it's five minutes, right. 
So I always talk about 10 minute resets throughout the day. You have to take 10 minute resets throughout the day. Yeah. Go outside, you know, walk yep. the dog, put your feet in the grass, yep. go get a coffee. Yeah. I, you know, my girlfriends are like, I can't even go to the bathroom because they want to come in. And I'm like, well, you know, I guess that's what the door lock is for. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, not not great at balancing, <laughs> but, you know, do try to, to have those little times. So you talked about uh, you've been having a hard time with investments for investing for this year. Why do you think that is? Wow, there's a whole lot to that question, right? I mean, you can just look at the markets. You can look at all these things. Um, I read an article the other day. I think it was from McKinsey, and it was talking about there's, you know, $300 billion or something under management in funds um, right now, and less than 5% of it has been deployed to life science companies. And I don't know if those numbers are exactly right, but some ridiculously small number. Um, and that's just crazy to me. So I think people are just nervous. I think they, Silicon Valley Bank blowing up at the beginning of the year really did not help anybody in startup land. Um, and so we're raising our first institutional round. We're going for a series A and it's just tough. I think there's a lot of women, um, a lot of funds who are trying to actively invest in women at the same time, investing in women's health is probably harder than just, you know, oh, you're a woman founder. I don't find that to be the challenge. I think it's more, you know, the typical investor doesn't have a uterus. So <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit, uh, you know, it's a little bit difficult to talk to them about the pain points, the literal pain points. So, um, but I'm hearing it from all over. It's not just a uh, you know, a Luminel situation. It's a, it's a market situation. So I see some glimmers of hope for fourth quarter and, um, you know, next year is going to be interesting. It's an election year. So who knows what the markets will do. How do you make sure that, cause it sounds really stressful, right? When you're trying yes. to get funding for the business, how do you make sure, what do you do to make sure it doesn't kind of keep you up at night too much? And then how do you keep that from, Cause you have to protect your employees from that, you know, yeah. crazy, yeah. scary, unknown. Are we going to yeah. get funding? Yeah. Uh, I pray a lot. I cry a lot <laughs> more than I want to lately. It seems like, um, but I have a good support system. I have two girlfriends who we are, you know, again, I start my day with, with meditation and prayer and a lot of days it's with them. And so having that support system is so critical whether it's, you know, a sister or a brother or a husband or your mom or whoever it is, somebody that is like, it's a judge-free zone and you can be as ugly and whiny or whatever it is. I just have to have that, um, that, that judgment-free, free zone. I think I also, um, started working back with a performance coach that I've had for a while and he cuts through it um, pretty quickly and has been great about, you know, thinking through ways to manage that stress. 
That's great. You absolutely need coaches. You need mentors, no matter what you're doing, what kind of business you're trying to run. It's so important to surround yourself yeah. with people that you can bounce ideas off of. Um, you know, they don't even have to be in the same industry. No, right? they, no. they just have to be someone that you can talk to. Or like you said, some of them that you can cry with um, <laughs> or cry to. But sometimes we struggle reaching out to, to get help, right? Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like at least my generation, and I, that sounds so ridiculous, and younger people are not afraid to to reach out. I think there was a time there was this whole taboo about oh, you have to be a strong woman and you don't never let them see you sweat and don't cry. And, you know, you can't ask for help and this and that and the other. I, I don't, I don't find that to be true. I've, and, you know, the sad thing to me is I'm, I'm actually a, a military spouse and I see a lot of that in, um, you know, people who have come back from deployment or who have, um, recently retired and and we can see the suicide rates just skyrocketing. And I think it's because you're not asking for help. So I, I hope that some of the changes that are happening where it's not taboo to talk about these things is going to be helpful for people. I think, I think the last few years with COVID and everything has people have started to reach out, but it's Uh, just never enough. There's it's never enough. I mean, you know, I think people are afraid to get vulnerable, even even with their friends and family, right? Because that strong woman still carries that strong, you know, being the strong, you don't want to show weakness at all. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I just, I encourage people to find that, again, judge-free zone where you can just let it all out. Because otherwise, you're either keeping it all bottled up and you're upset and mad. Um, and then you take it out on people you love, <laughs> right? So Got to have you know, like that valve, that that the escape valve where um, you can kind of let it go. Uh, but you know, I think it is a very stressful time for a lot of people. So, for somebody who might be wanting to do something similar, get into the medical device industry or healthcare or just a women investment firm, what, what advice would you offer? Like what's, what's the most important thing, um, you know, that you could offer for someone to, to, to be successful? Uh, you can't do it alone. You have to have a good team. And I think, well, I know taking stock of who you are and knowing and being extremely honest, what do you like to do? What do you not like to do? What are you good at? What are you not good at? You know, people talk about strengths and weaknesses. This is deeper. This is like, when I wake up every morning, I got to know that I can put on my big boy pants and do it myself if I have to, right? So you've got to know all those things and then find the people that, you know, fit your hole, that fit that gap, because then you're stronger, Um, And I'm very fortunate. I've got a co-founder who is definitely that. I've got a husband that's that way. Um, I've got, you know, friends that are very different than me and they give a good perspective. So I think it's, you got to be really honest. Um, And then in terms of running the business, again, be really honest. 
be very clear about what are those little milestones you can achieve, how you're going to get there, and then get them done. So, you know, I always say no procrastination, lots of perseverance, have a strong purpose, and pray. Love it. <clears throat> Great advice. Uh, if you're out there and you want to and you want to speak with Allison, she's got a lot more of it. Where can people find you? Um, you can go to lumail360.com is our website. Um, you can reach me on LinkedIn. Um, I think I'm only the only London Brown on there. And uh, uh, you can just look for me. So. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. It's been a great pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, the Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.